Great Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Molly, and this is my co-host, Nathan, who is uh, one of my favorite not great parents I know. Yeah, yeah, we are definitely a pair of not great parents, but we are pursuing God's goodness in all things. Yeah, the world tells us a lot of things that the world says that should be great. Parenting is one of them and a lot of things that fall in parenting. And um, while that's appealing and attractive in some ways, it does distract us and take us away from the goodness that God offers us and and our children. And so we want to be good parents. We want to be parents that um, strive to lead our family in the goodness of God and so that they can ultimately have their own relationship with him. So yeah, um, that's our name. That's why yeah. we, that's why we tell you that at the beginning of every single podcast. Pretty much, yeah. The meaning of it. And uh, we're proud of it. We're proud of uh, being good parents and not trying to be great parents. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's interesting. Today's episode is really a question, but I, I, I didn't think of it until we started to sit down and film. We've been in a series uh, of confessions oh, yes. of a not fun. great parent. And I wonder if this is actually a confession of a not great parent. Me? <laughs> no, I just know. I mean, oh, this, the question, I, the question that's yeah. coming in, I wonder if it was less of a question and more of a confession and they're trying to see where things fit. But I think it's an interesting balance. If you don't know and you haven't seen those episodes, maybe you just saw, you know, the, the, the headline kind of of this video and it was clickbait for you. Yeah. Got you to watch. Hot topic. That's right. Uh, maybe, maybe you don't know. When we talk about confessions, as we've said, we are people that are trying not to be great parents in the way of the world, but trying to pursue God's goodness. And so sometimes there are things we have to confess that are things that a great parent would never say, right? right? But in order to pursue God's goodness, if it's something that is, you know, we say sinful or kind of out of God's will, I need to confess it so I can correct it, mm-hmm. right? Or sometimes the thing I'm confessing that a great parent would never say is actually a good thing. Right. And that's why a great parent would never say it. We want to confirm that confession right. of that's a good thing and you want to pursue that. So I wonder if today the question we got in is either a confession or so maybe we can uh, treat it both of, ways. It kind of does fall into that because... Um, you know, we, we put on the hair for you guys to send in questions right. and and confessions. And this one does kind of cross both both. Yes. So well, let's dive into it then. Yeah. So the question that came in uh, basically said, uh, should I look slash view at my child's phone uh, or, you know, or device mm-hmm. with or without their permission? Right. Okay. And then the second part of the question said, if I, what should I do if I see something on their phone that is another uh, child or teenager uh, talking about self-harm, kind mm-hmm. of expressing maybe a desire for self-harm or depression? So yeah, what do so, I do? So it sounds like the person potentially is already in this scenario. That's why I think it's a confession. It feels very I, specific. It feels very specific, which is fine. Yeah, or the question, if you came up with the yeah. question without it being a confession, you really yeah, just, got specific for us. Yeah. We did tell people a couple of, a couple of episodes we ago, we said, send in, in your information and get specific. Yes. <laughs> so maybe this is that. But either way, when I listen to that question, I think about it 
potentially being a couple different parts. But, sure, sure. Um, at its core, we have a sort of social media, or I'm assuming texting, technology yeah. kind of question, which is a very popular uh, yes. thing that a lot of parents, you know, are asking questions about or um, struggling with yes. or feeling really good about it, depending on, you know, it's something that all of us raising children are going right. to have to yeah, it, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to address yeah, unless it in you some choose, way, shape, yeah. or form. Well, if you choose not to do it, you're still going to have to make a choice not yeah, to have any are. technology. Yeah. So, um, and you're going to have to have a conversation. Your kid will not be on board with being uh, Amish, so yes. you are going to have to have that conversation. And so, we already have done, uh, I think, two different episodes on this. I think it's been two, and I, we and we have it's sprinkled. Oh, no, it's sprinkled. It's you know. Yes. It, oh no, it's sprinkled. It's sprinkled. I think it's That's true. It's not the main. It's it's not the main point, but we have had um, this come up in lots of I know we had an episode about, like, how to deal with social media with my kids. And then we had one specifically about Snapchat. Right. That I remember that was a part of the social media. And so one of the things we came back to a lot, if you want to deal with the first part of the question, which was about should I look or view my kid's phone without their permission? Because, uh, I mean, I guess... You know, it said with slash without. You're really asking about without because if you have permission, great. But then the question doesn't even exist. Should I do it without their permission? The way that we addressed it, I remember before, and I think we still very much stand by is uh, as many open and honest conversations as you can have with your kids is better, uh, especially as they age, as they get into those teenage right. years, which is most likely when they're having this device or certainly having a friend or someone else talking about self-harm or depression, that tends to be something that happens more in the teenage years. And so I would say uh, I probably would not look at my kid's device without their permission outside of like an emergency situation mm -hmm. where it needed to happen. But that is because I'm at the place where my kids don't have devices in that mm -hmm. sense. Well, that's actually not true. My kids do have tablets that they play that are connected to the internet. My kids have, there is an old phone that doesn't have service, but they get on Wi-Fi mm -hmm. that they use to play video games. And one of my daughters even has um, the Facebook Messenger for kids so that they can communicate with me and my me and my wife so we can have those kind of back mm -hmm. and forth conversations. And all of my kids play Roblox where there's chatting available. And so now that I'm saying it, they actually do. Right. And part of our early conversation is that they knew all of those devices have screenshot accountability. Now, and this will get to another part of that. That's not only because of them. That's because in my life, I was addicted to pornography for years. And part of my recovery is all of my devices have screenshot accountability that doesn't just come to me. It goes to two other men in our church who see everything that my kids are looking at, everything I'm looking right. at. They know. And there have been times mm -hmm. where one of my daughters was searching not even inappropriate things. Right. They have just been told, you don't go to Google and just search things. If you want to know, you need to ask me. And we found out they were searching things on the Internet. And we had to tell them, okay, we saw that. Mm -hmm. Right, but they knew we had the permission to look. Right, so yeah, <laughs> so they knew up front that hey, we're going to entrust you with this device. Right, part of that is you know that we we meaning us and also yeah, the people that are within our yes. within our group are going to have be have the ability to look at that. So if you choose to use this device, that's fine. We're yes. giving you the responsibility, and but 
as part of that, you're also giving us permission to see that. And if you don't want to see that, you don't need to have the device. <laughs> well, and I think, is, don't you think that's part of it, Molly, in that a phone is a privilege, right? Yes, It exactly. is not a right, which I think every parent agrees with. If you right. talk to my 10-year-old, it is a right that he is You are is holding back from him. He yes, has, he he has contacted every, the ACLU. Everybody <laughs> else has one. Their fundamental rights to own a cell phone right. or to have a cell phone in their possession have been met, but my one child does not have one. Right, but, but you have... But I know that your child does have um, a watch where oh, they can does. communicate with you. He has a way you. to communicate directly with me. And I'm sure you guys have had conversations about responsible use mm -hmm. of these things. And so I think it's just like having a car. You know, I know a lot of parents who buy their kids cars, mm -hmm. right? And so I would always make the point to my kid, hey, this really isn't your car. I paid for it, mm -hmm. right? This car is really a loaner to you. I am loaning this car to you. I am loaning this phone to you. Right. And part of you and I are making an agreement that I now don't want it to be like an implicit agreement. I want it to be explicit. I want to make clear to you these are the things you will drive this way. I know I know one parent who says if they ever that they've told their kid, if I find out you are texting and driving, you will not be driving anymore. Right. You know, so there's these lists and we do that with with cars. I don't know a lot of parents who sit down and do that with phones of saying, if you're going to have this phone, I want to have the permission up front. Um, mm -hmm. And so, Molly, you found this uh, thing on our ParentQ website. Right. Um, through ParentQ and through the resources we use there, um, they have this great uh, contract. And yes. it was something that Nathan and I have talked about a little bit. Yes. Um, we both have kids that are kind of interested in having their own phones. And we've, but we've just been talking in general about... Yes. You know, with that comes a lot of upfront discussions, conversation, yes. and an understanding on both parts of how that agreement will work. And so going back to the car analogy, if you went and got a loaner vehicle, they don't just hand you the keys and let you go off of Go right. You actually have to make an agreement. Yeah. I will take care of it in this way. You gotta and have the rental have, agreement. And yeah. they in turn agree to certain things on their yes. part. So if we think about it like that, that's really, uh, one, it kind of takes the emotion out, right? It takes yes. the, like, I'm not trying to keep something from you and make yes. it so hard for you. We both are going to come to the table and come up with an agreement. So in the Parent Q resources, there was this really uh, great article and copy of cell phone agreements and we're going to link that for you yeah. um we'll link it for you in the show notes but it's an agreement one for the kids yes. and one for the parents so i'm not going to read word for word every before you read thing. it let me just say this one part that i i know there are parents that feel like this is too formal i will say this it might be too formal with a six-year-old which might be a reason to say we can't have you on any device right. at this point. But I will say this, for your teenager, here is the benefit of doing a written agreement with your teenager. You are preparing them for a world where they can understand things like a phone. We would understand there's an implicit agreement that comes along with this phone that I will use it responsibly. I will, I will interact with other human beings through this responsibly. But when and, and Molly, Molly made a good point when she said her, her child does think of it as a right. And in some sense, I get why her, her child thinks that. Because at this point, the internet is basically a utility. Mm -hmm. At this point, the phone, your smartphone, is effectively a utility. They are so ingrained into the way our world works. Yeah. You know, there aren't places. I go now and I pay for things at the store 
with my phone. I scan their little cash app thing or their Google mm-hmm. Pay thing. It is now just a part of things. And so when you grow up with that, though, no one tells you how to responsibly use the water that you get mm-hmm. or the or the gas that is coming into your home or the electricity, right. right? You as a parent have to sit and go, this is how it works. Well, this is the same thing. You're sitting down and going, hey, there are some just good, healthy habits. And when you are in an agreement with people, and I, as your parent, am a person, mm-hmm. these are reasonable ways to behave. So I would really encourage you. In fact, once I saw this, I thought instantly, well, I'm going to sit down with my kids. They don't even have <laughs> phones yet, but I'm going to sit down with the tablets they use and with the devices. Here's this a really good great. thing. Yes. So why don't you read off first the kid part? So it's, it's just so you know, it's written in a very positive light, right? Yes. It says, getting a cell phone is a big deal, and we think you're ready for the next big step. We toward becoming responsible with technology. That's great. We're saying to the child, we trust you. We want you to have this. You will be communicating with the world in a new way. And it's a powerful tool that can be used for good. But also there can be harmful things, whether it's harmful to you or to others. So in order to keep you safe, Mm. let's agree on some guidelines for how and when you will use it. So let me add one thing, because there's no way she's going to make it through reading this without me saying stuff. Right, because there's a lot, but I'm not going to read everything. So I will say this. I would also add, it's not just about safety for your kid. I want to always talk to my kids about how the chief things God tells us to do is to love God, love others, and to love others as ourselves. So there's really three components. There's loving God, and loving God looks like loving others and loving really loving myself well. And I think a, a really easy way to say that is to honor to honor, to to treat another person and treat myself like I matter. So the safety part is about honoring myself. Mm-hmm. But as as she already said, read in the statement, you know, this can do harm to other people. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone's really worried about cyberbullying, but I don't know a lot of people that are worried that their kids are the cyberbullies. So I think mostly people worry that their kids will be bullied or that their kids will see something inappropriate, but not that their kids... Their kid might be the one sending an inappropriate picture or asking for an inappropriate Mm -hmm. picture or saying things. One of my girls said something to one one of my other daughters... And I looked at my wife and I go, oh, no, she might be a mean girl. Like, she said something that was so, like, it was so cutting, which all siblings do. But But I remember thinking for the first time, like, and the conversation I want to have to them is, this phone can do a lot of good. You know, you could send someone a text when they're having a really bad day. Yes. You could also send them a text when they're having a really bad day and make it worse. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just the harm it can do to you. It's the harm you could do to others. Right. And some of this, some of this agreement really hits directly on some of those. So first point, I understand having a personal phone comes with great responsibility. I realize that I can't have full access at once, but I can earn more freedom over time. It's great. It's a training tool, right? Which means you as the parent may want to ahead of time in your agreement, sit with them and say, here are the apps that I'm okay mm-hmm. with you using. I'm talking about from the beginning. We still haven't gotten to the person who sent this. We're getting to you. We're Don't getting worry. to you, but we want to deal with everybody who's kind of at the beginning stages yep. of this. So you might want to tell them, hey, I'm okay with these apps. But like I've told my girls, my girls don't watch YouTube. Right, I'm not. They can watch YouTube with me. I don't allow them to search YouTube on their mm-hmm. own. And but you can figure that out at your own age. Like you can figure out. Mm-hmm. I've told our girls, if someone's watching TikTok, I don't want you to sit and watch in TikTok because we don't know what's on their algorithm. You know, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. You get to pick and choose those. Right. Things. Um, I will always share my passwords with my parents. This includes mm-hmm. social media accounts. 
Uh, That's my, a really important one. And straight up front. Well, <laughs> and the implicit part, which maybe gets said later, is if I have your password, that means I can look at your direct messages. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason I would need that is I can look at who's sending you messages. Through different apps, yes. Right. My parents have the right to look through my phone at any time without my permission. I know this is for my safety as I learn to make wise decisions. So signing this agreement, is that permission up front? Yes, you have now gotten So now the you don't get it every time along the yes. way, okay? I will not take my phone to my room at night, but I will Ooh. leave it and then there's a blank space for you to put the location by and then a time. So it from the get-go you're telling you're putting in there where it's going to be and at what time so Which, that you it is important to put that away and let your children yes. reset at night. I well and the amount of kids and this was when I was doing youth ministry that go oh. to bed with their phone ch charge it up so it'll charge but under their pillow. They're holding it in under their head so that the first thing in the morning they can check it, last thing they go mm. before bed is watch it. And imagine if every mean thing anyone could ever say to you was accessible to you even when you were at home. Or if every girl that looked better than you did in high school, which there are a lot of girls that look better than I did. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine I can't why. imagine. Right. <laughs> but they, they were accessible. You could yes. see their great life yes. with their great friends at all times. So Having a, a, we often say our device, we have a little charging station. We say, this is their home. Mm -hmm. They need to go back to their home because we go and do our stuff. These need to get plugged back right. up. You don't have unlimited access. When I start to drive, I will never text and drive. Not only is it dangerous, but it's illegal. Good. If I lose or damage my phone and want to repair it or replace it, I will work to earn the money. Woo! Ooh, That's great. a whole other podcast episode, but I love it. I will always show good manners to any person who is in front of me by putting my phone away and looking to, into their eyes when they are talking. See, right there is an easy way for you to enforce things because you can start to say, you have your phone out. Now, we're going to get to you in a minute, but I guarantee you that's part of the parent agreement too because yeah. parents are the worst. And I'm talking about myself. Me my too. kids regularly will say to me when we're watching TV at nighttime, um, you know, Daddy, can you stop playing that game on your phone and watch the show with us? <laughs> yes. And I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty I of it, too. like, Mom, Mom, Mom. And I, I, sometimes I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm looking at you. And he's like, but I'm holding my phone, so he's right. wondering if I'm not. Right. So. Um, I will never bully or harass anyone using my phone. That includes joining in on conversations that tease or make fun of others. That's great. I understand that texting, sending, or posting naked pictures or pictures of private parts can forever damage my reputation and get me into serious legal trouble. I will never send these types of photos. Yes. If, and here's where our foundation of speaking to our children all along the way is going right. to come in really in play. Right. If I receive any appropriate images, I will tell my parents. Yes. I know I will never get in trouble for something that someone else sends me as long as I tell someone. Yes. I will tell my parents if I'm being bullied or harassed by yes. anybody or if I receive something alarming from somebody I know. I'm aware that my parents will occasionally track my location using features associated with my phone. This will keep me safe and help to earn more freedom over time. I understand that there will be filters in place to limit my access to the internet, and these are for my safety. That's great. I will request permission for the apps I download. Oh, that is huge right there. Because here's one thing parents don't realize is when you just have some kind of, um, let's say you have, like I know a lot of parents have their messages set up where they can view them online on all their accounts. 
uh, things like WhatsApp, uh, and there are probably a thousand other ones that are out there, uh, allow you to message people without them going through any of those services. And so your kid is going to be smart enough to, to know that and and download things. And so when you get to have that conversation, why do you want this app? Tell me what's going on. Right. It allows you to have that conversation. And just like I would be careful with who I invite into my room, I will not video call anyone from my room or in a private area. Mm, that's so good. So that's good. If I break this agreement, I know this phone will be taken away for a period of time until I can regain trust. And then the last point, which is my favorite, is I understand that how I use my phone will impact my future in ways I might not know. My goal is to learn to be responsible with how I use this powerful tool and to always use it in positive ways. I know that this also means that even when I'm older, I will need to seek accountability for others to help me make wise decisions. So here's here's the stuff I love about the end of that in mm -hmm. that one and the other one. And I would I would try and even allow you to take this and try and add some things to it. One of the things I would just in the language or maybe you just have it I have the conversation is making clear all of this comes back to this is how you go from a because what a great parent does I can see how great parents could also use this. Oh yeah. But a lot of it is about protection, safety, mm -hmm. you know, success, and this could ruin a future career because mm -hmm. there's a picture of you out there you don't want right. out there, which all of that's good. I don't think any of that's a bad thing to say to your kid. It's important to have honest conversations about mm -hmm. here's here and you know, the Bible has lots of wisdom literature about it's just how to be wise. You're you're not thinking about what's gonna happen when you're 35 and you're a teacher or you're in some public position and these pictures start leaking mm -hmm. out, right? That's a good wisdom thing, but there's also part of this that just needs to be addressed. This is also about learning to love God, mm -hmm. love others, and love yourself well. And, and that's how a good parent really turns this around. And I wanted to go back to a couple of the things at the where it said, if I receive any inappropriate images, I'll tell my parents. If I'm bullied, I'll tell my parents. I know my parents may track my location or use those kind of things. I would try your best, once again, great parents, are gonna try and scare their kids with this stuff mm -hmm. and try and make a big deal. And if you mess this up, I'm gonna be on you and you better not. Right. I would try to use this, once again, at a younger age with your kids if you can. You know, if you have the ability to sit with them and help them understand, as I have to my kids, there are there are things that are potentially dangerous to you. Mm -hmm. And I, as your parent, wanna love and protect you and help you with these things. I think there are not all kids, but there's a large amount of kids that when they do receive it, a nude photo that was, mm -hmm. you know, an unsolicited nude mm -hmm. photo, or they start to get bullied. There's part of them that their first instinct is, I want to tell my, I, I want my mom's help. Mm -hmm. I want my dad's help. But they're also so shame filled that what their mom and dad will think that they receive right. this picture. That the benefit you get to have is you can have a grace filled conversation of, hey, there may come a time, I've already said this to my kids, they don't even have it of, there are people who just, they take nude photos of themselves and they send them to other people. And there are going to be people who want you to send them nude photos. And I want you to know it doesn't make you bad that anyone wants that from you or that someone asks you or that you may even at some point in your life feel the desire to want to do that. It mm -hmm. is a normal, right. natural thing to want someone to see your naked body. That mm -hmm. is a norm, which is a weird thing to say to your kid. I get it. But it's an open, honest conversation. Every person has experienced that feeling. I remember I read this book years ago called Every Young Man's Battle, and it was about, it was just about the battle of lust and mm -hmm. pornography. And I was young, and this dad was telling, the guy who wrote the book was telling this story about his son and the kind of conversations they would have. And he said, one of my sons just said to me, um, he, he, he came to me and said, Dad, 
really all I want to do is just stand naked in front of a girl. I just want to see. And he goes, <laughs> that is such a, like a, you know, vulnerable, weird thing. But he said, you know, there's, really there's an honest that's a, behind that, which is this idea of I want someone. It's a normal, natural thing to think. I want someone to desire me and my body. Yeah. Well, and in total pure, purity, I'm not covered up by anything. Right, that anything. is a normal thing. And there's a part of us that because of the way we are all messed up sexually, when we when we think about the things that our kids could be doing on phones, it, and we think about right. the innocence of our child and those kind of things, it really skews it where we now start to sometimes look at our children and go, how could you do something like this? Right. How could you be a part of something like this? And being able to let them know ahead of time Hey, I'm on your side. Even if you're the one who says the mean thing, even if you're the one who sends the photo, I want to help you. Mm -hmm. I want to be a helper to you to allow your kid to not cover that shame. But like we've been doing these always on your team. I'm I'm always on your team. And this this is how that conversation could go: is you sit with your you know your child. So I'll sit with one of my daughters and just say, Hey, look, all the things said. This is a big deal, and I'm very excited that you get to use this stuff. But here are things, and try not to make it like a, you fall through on all this. It's very much a, here's how I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you that when something when something does pop up, I, I, you can talk to me and we'll work it out together. Or I'm going to check your phone occasionally because there may be things you don't even know are dangerous. But when I see it, I do know. And I can, and when you come to your child, instead of coming going, why, why, why is there an app on your phone? Mm-hmm. You, didn't say, you go to them and say, hey, I noticed there's an app on your phone. Right. You didn't ask me about it. Can you tell me what's going on? Yes. And try and treat it from this place of not being accusational. Right. And and it's a long list of things. So, it, you know, going to your child and saying, you know, we're, we're going to put it, we, we're going to have it in a contract so that it helps us both remember these things. Because there is going to come a time when, yes. when you know, you might accidentally download something and I don't yes. want to come out to you and have it be accidental or you say, oh, I don't remember that or whatever. Then we just have it all right here. Yes. And I think it would be good for you when there's a break for you to try and as your own, as your own parent, try and, you know, you got to parent yourself and your kid. You got to parent, you know, oh my God, this thing happened. What do I do? And you can look and go, you know what? There's 15 things on here and they broke one of them. That means they followed 14 of them. Right. And you know. Yes. And, you know, the last point, which is the part of the reason that I just love the way it says, is my goal is to learn to be responsible with how to use, how I use this powerful tool and always use it in positive ways. So we all set goals, and we're not perfect toward every yes. goal, and your child probably isn't going to be either. Yes. And so we as parents are called to train up and raise our kids, and yes. this is in one other area. And so put your expectations appropriately with your child. And if you haven't had a conversation with your child about this, then your expectations really need to be reset. But if you yeah. have this, this gives you guys guidelines to work together on it. So before we get to this part, I want to say this to the, the person who sent this now. It sounds like you may be in a situation where you have not gotten the permission. You haven't done this. You didn't know this existed. You hadn't even thought about doing this. And now you're in this place. So here is what I would suggest for you to do. Before we even get to the second part of if you see something, what do you do? I would go back to your kid. And instead of trying to see it as some kind of contractual thing and going back to that, right. I would sit with your kid and say, hey, look, I, I, I came across this thing. These are like good guidelines for using a phone. 
can we sit and look through these and see if we can both agree to these things? Right. Because it is harder once you've given the freedom to now come in and rip it away. You're going to have to have the honest conversation of, I probably should have done something like this before, but I didn't know because I'm a parent, which is a great thing to say to your kid, which is, I'm learning how to do this as I go to. Right. I'm not perfect. And so I'm. let's try and do this. So almost try to go back into a conversation and try and get that permission so that they can know, I am going to look at your phone and I do want to know what's going on. But I, but we didn't agree to that up front, so we need to kind of right. have a lot of grace in working this back in. So and it's not too late. And it's a great time to come to the table with your own half of the agreement. Yeah. So why don't right? you read so the I'll read this half. a little bit faster because I know we spent a lot of time on we the did, other We did, but I thought one, it was good. Yeah. A lot of these mirror the others yes. because if we're going to ask our children for certain things, we also need to be accountable those, in those ways. So I understand that when my kid gets a smartphone, they will have instant access to the world. The way I help them learn to use it responsibly by gradually earning more freedom freedom will help keep them safe and set them up for a better future. Which is great. It keeps you from the parent as the parent going, I'm not going to give them a phone till they turn 18. It may not be good to just give it to them when they're 18 and let them run wild with it. You may want to be able to train them at younger ages on how to do it. How I use my personal phone is a model for how my kids learn to use theirs. We talk Damn. about this all the time, how we live our lives in every aspect is a model for our children. So yes. I give blank the right to look through my phone at any time. I know this is helpful and a safeguard for me, even as an adult. I wouldn't put your child's name in there, probably. No. Another adult. Okay. Yeah, I would say maybe it's your spouse or maybe it's, I've said this, I have, there are men in my life who, they, they don't necessarily look through my phone, but they get, to, they have screenshot. Every minute, there's a new screenshot of what's on my phone. Mm -hmm. And so they have the authority to see what's on there and see what's going right. on. I care enough about my child to monitor their cell phone usage and social media accounts. So this is, you're not maybe living in there every step of the way, but you have the, you have those, um, passwords, you yep. frequently look at them because you don't want to go and say, I saw this today, but the child says, well, this has been going on for months and you aren't yes. looking at it. So, you know, that is important that you're regularly doing that. I will never text and drive. Pretty, right. seems pretty Parents obvious. need to do that okay. as well. I'm guilty. Me too, but I have a uh, child that has told me not to, so... Uh, <laughs> That's always a treat. Um, I refuse to be rude to others when using my phone, and I will prioritize face-to-face -face conversations, mm. especially with my family. So if you are going to put a do not put a phone in your child's hand and only text them. Yes. Or only try to text them difficult conversations. Or, or be checking work emails at dinner. And Right. And if you're a, someone who... Yeah, me too. If you are somebody who is mean and ugly to others on social media... For Oof. any reason, probably not your best move because your yeah, child yeah. will ultimately see that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. And, that, and you also are agreeing to that in here. Your political posts need to stop. <laughs> Make it stop. Our family will use tracking features on our devices so each family member knows where we are at all times. This is for safety and convenience. I care enough about the safety of my child to put filters in place to limit their access to the internet. Um, I will abide by the age limitations of apps when giving my child permission to download mm. them. So 
Um, I think if it says 13 and over and I've got an 11-year-old, we're not letting We're not going to just tell I'm them. I'm not going to lie for you. Right. And I, again, I will always work to use technology in positive ways and will continually seek accountability from others to help me make model-wise decisions. Okay. So it's great. It's a great, it's a great tool. We'll post this for you guys. And um, like we said, you may want to make some adjustments to fit yeah. your family, but we think this is a great way. And again, to at least start the conversation. You don't have to agree to all these things because I was thinking even about the tracking thing. Like for me, I'm probably not, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do once my kids are driving, but I, I, I don't track my wife. I don't know where my wife is all yeah. the time. And so I don't know that I'm going to necessarily do that. So you don't have to take every bit of it. It no. gives you a model for you to look at the things and go, these are the conversations. These are the way I can have a conversation about the way our family is going to help our kids use technology in a way that helps them love God, love others, others, and love themselves. Love themselves. And, and you you may be far down the road with your child, so you know you we said we, we have to go back. So this is a great this is great up front, but it also is adaptable to use and and go back with. But we just think this is a cool tool that you know we could all sit and try to come up with ourselves, but we have one here for yeah. you. So. Let's get to the second um, Yeah, part let's of get to the second half of the question. So now the second half of the question, just to remind you guys, is if I am looking, if I did, which I might not have, yeah. but if I did look at my child's phone and yeah. there were communication between my child and another child that the other child was discussing harming themselves, right. what do I do? So what I would encourage you to do is first, you have to look at the situation. So what I would do, the way I said it to Molly, as I said, it's easier for me to think of it because... I don't know the details of this one. So I try to think of it in terms of what if, for whatever reason, I saw on a coworker's phone, like they left their phone in my office, it lights up because they got a text message alert, mm -hmm. and I can see what it says. And what it says certainly <coughs> looks like this person Question is having an affair. Mm -hmm. Right. It looks they have, they're crossing the line. Would I then go, well, I wasn't even supposed to see that, so I can't, I'm not going to talk to them about it. I'm just going to keep it to myself because I don't want them to accuse me of snooping. Right. What I probably would do is I would approach first the person whose phone it was, right? So in this case, it would be your teenager. For me, it would be this other person, this coworker. I would go to the coworker and say, hey, I saw this thing on your phone. You left it. Here's the situation on how it happened. Mm -hmm. We can talk later about whether I should have even seen it in the first place. But this is what it looked like. Can you help me understand what's going on? Mm -hmm. Right? And so I would start with my teenager, and I would go to them, and I would say, hey, I saw this on your phone. Once again, hopefully you have the agreement so you can just say to them, and remember, I'm allowed to do that, mm -hmm. right? Or if, if in your case you, you weren't, you can say, hey, we can talk later. I'd like to talk about how we can both have right. better use of our phones. But right now, I want to talk about what I saw. Mm -hmm. What I saw looked like your friend is struggling with depression or some kind of self-harm, right? Um, how does that make you feel? Let's start with that. Do you think that's true? Right. Start with your own child, having that conversation, getting back to that honest dialogue, yes. and really just having a conversation. And you can say, I saw this on your phone. I know you're probably yeah. going to be upset with me for if you're one of the parents who didn't have this all in place. Right. You might be upset with me for looking at your phone, and I understand that. But yes. we're going to talk about that part later. But right now, help me understand what I saw. I am... Yes. It, I was somewhat concerned, but let's talk about that. I want to know how you feel about it. Well, if you go back to making the conversation about 
Use your phone to love God, love others, and love yourself. I'm concerned really here about your ability. Really, are are you thinking these things? Are you feeling these things? You didn't say those things, but I just want to know how do you feel? How does mm-hmm. it make you feel about your friend? Then I'd want to ask them, have you talked to your friend about this? Have you encouraged them to get help? Have you encouraged them to talk to their parents about it, right? Then I think... You have this conversation. You really try and encourage your teenager to really be an advocate in the situation. Because once again, I'm assuming this is not an eight-year-old. I'm assuming it's a 14, 15, 16-year-old. Really encourage them to be an advocate for their friend and really to encourage them to get involved. And then if I knew the parent, you know, if it's someone that's in my church or I just am friends with family friend things, I would want to talk to the parent. Mm -hmm. And I would say to them, look... I don't know how it's going to make you feel that I, I saw this and I heard this. This is what I this is what I saw on my kid's phone. I love you and I love your kid, and I just wanted you to know because as a parent, I would want to know. Oh, I would totally want to know. Yes, and then say, "Is there anything I can do to help?" Mm-hmm. And then I would leave it at that. Don't try to force. I think you should do this. You need to give me counseling. You need blah blah blah. It's that's that's not. Who cares what you think? If yes. they didn't ask your opinion, and they're not asking. Don't worry what they think of you for, yes. say, for saying it. I mean, if you go to them and you're very loving and yes. you're very compassionate and caring in those moments saying, I want to, I want you to be aware of what I saw Yes. I, because I love you and you're, then it will be a much different conversation. But if you go in an accusatory way yes. or what we've talked about before, a cutting that person out kind sure. of way. Yeah. That is never going to go over as well as a loving conversation. And a big part of all of this is going to have to be, honestly, with making the agreement, with, you know, addressing something you saw on someone's phone that you shouldn't, you weren't supposed to see or whatever, especially with your kid, it goes back to, and we're probably going to do a confession episode on this at some point about, you have to care less about what your kid thinks about you mm-hmm. and how they feel about you than you do about what's going on with your kid and that you love them. They may be frustrated that you saw it. They may be offended. They may be that. But you, you, this is really about you trying to love your kid well. But the benefit of the agreement is it allows you to do so in a way where the relationship at least has a better chance of being intact than if you're, than if you're constantly just going around without the permission without it, it kind of in secret looking at your kid's phone, you get a better chance to treat them like an adult. If you're going to go about it in a secret way, you are going to find things that you yes. don't like. And so then you are always going to get to this crossroad with yes. your child and you are always going to, you are always going to damage the relationship yes. because it is not honest. And so, yeah. and it's not how you would treat an adult. I think sometimes no. with our teenagers, it's hard to, Switch from that control to influence. And this agreement or these conversations, however you go about doing it, it is saying to the child, I trust you at the right. core. And we, I am going to, as your parent, I trust you and yeah. I'm going to put up some guardrails to yes. make sure that we're headed in the right direction here. And then if we're not running off the cliff, yes. then we're going to you know, expand your ability to use it more and more. But if you don't have that conversation and you start with... I saw this on your phone, and I own your phone, and you don't get to do this and that and this and that. That is just never going to go over well. That would go over horrible if someone came to you with with that kind of accusation. So we just want you guys to get back to the... Truthfully, get back to the basics of having conversations, having honest dialogue, and, um, you know, really just 
being intentional about yeah. putting a phone in your child's hand and yeah. that it is a training tool to do good yeah. and it is something that we want our kids to use in a positive way. Yeah, so so get at it, do the best you can. We're going to be praying that it goes well for we you. We will. So, yeah. All right, well, send in any questions slash confessions that you might yeah. have to the link below in the show notes, and we will see you all next time. Have a great, good day.